Bezer Hashem. It's Parashat Vayeshev 5781. I saw some tremendous Torah in the Sefer Tal Orod yesterday, and I wanted to try to summarize it and remember it in this recording. So, for my own reference, it's in Tal Orod Chelik Gimel, the third part of the four part Sefer, around chapters 7, 8, and 9. Tzadik, Rav Spielman is explaining over there, tremendous ideas, tremendous ideas. And he brings the concept that we know that there are divine energies, divine powers in a world called Atzilut. And essentially, this is one with Hashem. This is like, so to speak, Hashem's thoughts towards every item and event in creation. Like we can imagine the idea of a realm of thought, like we have a mind, we know we have a mind. And in our mind, basically the concept of the thoughts is preparing to express oneself in limitations. That's what thoughts are. Preparing your, to express yourself in particularly limited ways. So this world of Atzilut is like a whole world of divine thoughts that are one with Hashem, so to speak. And the people can immediately get confused because they start to learn a little bit about Kabbalistic things and they're like, well, there's ten spherot, there's ten basic emanations, ten basic energies of, of these divine thoughts. How does the entire world come out of only 10 things, 10 ideas? It's a good question. So, but from 10, those 10 are interincluded in each other in infinite recursions, such that just like from 10 basic numbers, you get infinity. That's the point. So, from 10 basic spherot, you have them interacting with each other to produce the potential for every unique creation and event that would ever manifest and unfold in the 6,000 years of history. So, again, within those 10 basic energies, they combine with each other in so many particular potential combinations that folded into them is every word that I'm saying right now, is, is the divine energy to create every word that I'm saying right now, everything you've ever heard, everything she's ever done, etc., etc., every bird, every leaf, everything. All right. So the Rav Spielman, the Tzaddik, says, so basically, when Hashem created the world, when Hashem created the world, He put together, for lack of a better term, this world of Atzilut, with the divine potential for every unfolding ever. And where is the space within which all those divine potentials can express? And the answer is, that space is the remainder, the Shirayim, the leftover from the world of destruction. We're talking about this like basically every time. 
we know that before Hashem started creating the world, he first, the Midrash says, was destroying worlds, building and destroying worlds. He was creating a great wreckage zone, a great zone of disconfigured, disconnected energies, of darkness. That, that is the darkness. When we read that Hashem and God said, let there be light, Vayomer Elohim or Vayi or, and then saw God saw the light that it was good, and He divided the light from the darkness. What is light and darkness? Light is essentially the world of Atzilu, for lack for just to be extremely oversimplified. Light is coming from the world of Atzilu, this world of these divine thoughts of creative power, and the darkness is the space of the remainder of the destroyed energies that the light re-enters to manifest them back into existence. Because darkness is the energies of the created worlds while they are waiting to be created. Just like a dark space is a space that is waiting to be revealed when once the light shines into it. In a physical sense, you have a dark room it's potentially a lit up room that you can see what's in there. It's just waiting for the light to shine into it. So too, beings and creations and existences are in a state of non-manifestation, which is called darkness, waiting for this light, waiting for their particular part of the light of Atsilut to shine into them to make them come out. Now, we zoom over to a very, very, very important piece in the Sefer Pardes Rimonim, going back a couple hundred years from the Ramak HaKadosh, the Holy Saint, who was the teacher of the Arizal, and there's a fascinating relationship where the Ramak teaches the Arizal in Sfat, in Irakodesh, in Israel, and the Arizal receives from his teacher, but really develops the system of Kabbalah in a very much a tremendous leap forward from his teacher. Anyway, that's to be extremely oversimplified. The Ramak, though, says in chapter 14 of Pardes Rimonim, and this should be quoted more. This should be quoted, I mean, in my non-existent opinion, but this is such a, to me, a huge, a huge point that the Ramak says, and we've talked about it before, there is an opposite, inverse, yet symbiotic, mutual relationship between the physical world and the spiritual world. That in the physical world, the baseline nature of the physical world is that it's always being destroyed. And not like you think. He And we'll say it again. We've used this analogy before. I, I know we have. But we'll say it again. He says, you want to make a shirt. You want to make a woolen shirt. A shirt out of wool. So you have wool on a sheep. You have to shear the wool off the sheep. Guess what? You have just destroyed the state of configuration of wool on the sheep. That state has been destroyed. You now have a naked sheep. It's been destroyed from its state of having wool on it. You say, I'm not destroying anything. I'm making a shirt. I'm doing something productive. It's true. But philosophically speaking, and in truth, you have just destroyed a certain state of material. You have destroyed the state of quote-unquote wool on sheep. And now you have wool. Now you need to whiten the wool. 
because it's dirty. Uh, you've just destroyed the con- the state of dirty wool. Oh, but I made it clean. No, but but you destroyed a prior state of dirty wool. Now you need to spin the wool. You've just destroyed the state of non-spun wool again and again. So you're doing very, very productive things. You're making a shirt, very important. But at the same time, you can't avoid destroying prior states of physical configurations. The whole, therefore, the whole game of physical world is constant destruction. To the extent that we think about it, in the physical world, in the physical world, Every prior moment of physical configuration, i.e. yesterday, is destroyed. The physicality of yesterday is destroyed because you know what? It's today now. So yesterday was destroyed. So the physical world is like a candle that's constantly being consumed. As the verse says, Ani Hashem I am Hashem, I am a jealous burning fire. Because the tzaddikim, the Leshem and others explain... What, is, what do we mean Hashem is a ke'el kana, a jealous God? It's not like the Western world thinks that we have a vengeful God. It means that Hashem is jealous for his sparks, for his holy sparks that are trapped in the physicality. And by constantly destroying physical states, as we've just explained, the holy sparks are released from their imprisonment in this physical stuckness that means that the sparks of the potential manifestation of positive things of things as simple as making a shirt or learning Torah turning a physical state and destroying its prior immature state like dirty wool or wool on sheep and transforming it into a new state like a woolen shirt or like a moment where Torah was learned, you're destroying, you're consuming like a burning fire these prior immature states, transforming them into more elevated states. That is precisely the concept of Hashem being vengeful and jealous for his lost sparks because the sparks are the key to turn these prior moments of less mature physical configurations into more mature physical configurations in every sense of the term. From things as simple as building houses that used to be we lived in huts to, to turning really old telephones into amazing iPhones to turning you into someone that doesn't know as much Torah into someone who does know a lot more Torah and to turning you into somebody who is struggling with this character trait and to fix that character trait. That's called raising the sparks because the prior states of less development, the prior states of less mature configurations in the physical world in all senses of the term, is called darkness, is called not manifested, is called waiting for the light to be turned on and for what it really is to be revealed compared to the subsequent more advanced states. Obviously, the state where we're living in huts or we're using old telephones or we don't know as much Torah, this isn't chaotic abyss of darkness there are objects there but relatively speaking it's considered 
not even really existing compared to the later states of development. A person, when they were a child, was like not themselves. Who they really were in their mature spiritual adult version was hidden behind the screen of this child. Children are amazing. Children are amazing, but they got a long way to go. It's like the child, compared to who he really is, he's going to be a tzaddik who finishes Talmud every year, you know. Where he is as a child right now is, is like darkness. It's like holding him, himself back. But it's okay. I mean, that's the way it is. That's the way Hashem wanted it. He wanted this slow unfolding. So the Ramak says now, the Ramak now says, that's the physical world. The physical world, its states are constantly being destroyed, like we explained. Philosophically, the state of wool on sheep was destroyed when I sheared the wool off the sheep. The, the state of unspun wool was destroyed when I made spun wool. So physical states are constantly being destroyed to make way for better physical states. Even, by the way, says the Leshem, even when things go wrong, even when things go wrong, like wars and diseases, and you think, how can this be bringing out something good? It does. It does. And that's another topic. But, you know, Lahabdil, but in the secular studies, they say, you know, the fact is, is that wars bring societies closer together, either because you're, and this is just hard truth, either because you're organizing together to fight the war of aggression or defense. So that's just a thought. But either way, physical states are constantly being destroyed to make way for more advanced physical states. But says the Ramaka Kadosh, it is the opposite by the spiritual world. It's the inverse opposite. And he doesn't say it exactly like this, but one feeds the other. Because every time there's a spiritual revelation of the divine energy that was responsible for driving that process of, because Hashem does everything. He does everything. Even when you're spinning a woolen shirt, you think you're weaving the shirt. No, Hashem's weaving the shirt. Because when you're weaving a shirt and you're weaving wool, the, and when you're doing anything, and when anything ever happens, the basic point is that some very particular, so to speak, portion of the lights of Atzilut, as we said, the lights of Atzilut, Yisparach, is Hashem's thoughts to drive and manifest and pull out and push out every particular thing that would ever happen in 6,000 years. So when you're doing something simple like weaving a shirt, you are now activating that particular light of Atzilut, which was always destined to be the force of existence to move your hands and move the loom and move the wool around to make that shirt in 1922 or in 2020. There was a different particular portion, so to speak, of Atzilut that made shirts a thousand years ago, a hundred years ago, and today. And listen now, 
we said, every time you do something in the physical world, even if you're just existing from one moment to the next, you're constantly destroying prior states. They're being consumed, like, like a candle burning, burning the wax. The prior states are like being burned up and transformed into new states. Because to be productive in the physical world requires destroying prior states. When you eat, you're burning, your body is destroying and burning the food to, so you can live. But see, the constant trans, this is the key point, the constant transformation on the physical side of the coin is, is precisely fueling the unfolding revelation on the spiritual side of the coin. The fact that physical states are constantly being broken down, destroyed, and moving forward into a new state. Well, what's driving that? What's driving that from the spiritual side? What's driving that from the spiritual side is constantly unfolding, constantly developing new revelations of new lights that were always potential in Atzilos Yisparach, which are now coming out in this moment that had never been revealed before. As the Arizal and the Siddiquim teach us, every moment in this creation is completely unique, which means that the function, the necessity of the importance and the function of each unique moment is that it serves a purpose of bringing out a new configuration of lights and atzilut that had never been brought out before and were depending on this moment to bring them out. Which means that the function of being in this physical world as humanity is to, so to speak, it's called avoid tzarech gavoa. The divine service is assisting the upper realm that by being here, we are Hashem's agent to be in this world that's constantly being destroyed, where its states are constantly being destroyed, but by being here, and bearing this challenge, as it says, Noach lola Adam Shalonivra, it would be easier and simpler if we had never been born. Because we are manifested and embedded in a physical world that's constantly being destroyed. It's constantly dying. That's hard. That's where all our fears come from. But Hashem sent us down here as agents to act with free will in this zone to assist Him, so to speak, and bringing out all these lights of Atzilut, because by acting and being and living in this physical world, by being here where the states are constantly transforming and being destroyed and unfolding into new states, that brings out every time, every moment, another new expression of Atzilut to drive that new change. So they work symbiotically, this physical and the spiritual, specifically by the physical always being destroyed and turning into a new state. That itself drives the constant unfolding and development of new revelation after new revelation after new revelation coming out from Atzilut. And this is the most important point. The Ramak says and the Siddiquim say, every time something new is pulled out emerges and reveals from the world of Atzilut to drive just yet another new moment, another new happening in the world, 
specifically unlike the physical world where the prior state is destroyed and no longer, in the spiritual, it's the opposite. Every time something comes out of the spiritual world to express a new happening and a new event and a new object or a new configuration of an object, every time something comes out of that silut, it is, is never leaves. Every time something happened that there was another portion and parcel and aspect of the world of Atsilut that revealed five minutes ago, five years ago, five centuries ago, those prior revelations, they came out, they, they created and manifested that configuration of the world, the imprint and the accomplishment of having expressed that energy is never, ever, ever lost. Is never lost. So just as, just opposite, whereas by the physical, every physical state is constantly being destroyed, every prior state is constantly being destroyed, never to be seen again, that is precisely fueling the opposite reality in the spiritual side of things, whereby the spiritual side of things, by the spiritual world, constantly fueling and driving these constant changes that precisely develops them causes them to like spin out like a web or like a pearl in an oyster it's pulling out not to say that anything changes god forbid in atzilos because it's one with hashem and the verse says ani hashem lo shaniti i am god i do not change the change and the development of the constant unfolding of revelations from atzilos yisbrach is from our perspective that by undergoing all these changes in the physical it gives us an access to pull out oh god revealed himself so many ways hashem has revealed himself to humanity 5781 years worth of revelations and in 5781 years worth of revelations we as a collective humanity as a collective one soul of adam have experienced so much of Hashem's doings, so much of His creations. Those 5,781 years worth of experiences are stored forever. They're saved forever. Even though people from years past have been buried, their bodies have been buried in the ground, their telephones are disintegrated, their houses have been knocked down, the, the moments that they lived in, in the physical configuration, are destroyed, wiped away. But the spiritual light that, that poured down and rushed down from the spiritual world of Atsilut, that like, like a hot metal cooling into a mold, that, those, that light came down and made those moments and took on that shape for just a moment... In those moments, the shape of the light that came down and shaped itself and squeezed itself into those nooks and crannies to make those moments, those, those pictures of light are forever in a spiritual place, in a spiritual archive. So you think about the year 1920. In January 1st, 1920, at 12 a.m., January 1st, 1920 at 12 a.m., there's a certain divine light in a certain shape that came down through so many channels and so many spiralings down to finally manifest the physical world in its configuration 
at January 1st, 1920, 12 a.m. And then, January 1st, 2020, 12 a.m. got destroyed because then it became January 1st, 1920, 12.01 a.m. So 12 a.m. got destroyed. Over. But the spiritual light and the spiritual shape of Hashem's creative force that made 12 a.m. is saved forever. That's so important to understand. That's so important to understand. And so that's why nothing is lost. Everything, every moment that we go through, therefore, in this, in this picture that we're painting in our minds of what's going on here, every moment that humanity collectively and each of us individually ever goes through, while the physical configurations of prior states continuously get destroyed, but the spirituality of the light that took on a certain special, unique shape to make that moment that shape of that light, when it then immediately goes back up into infinity because it did its mission of making that moment, the shape of that, the experience of that, the, that which we learn from that, that which we gain from that as an individual person and a collective humanity is never ever lost. It is just another fixture as part of our eternal reward when at the end of all this process, we're going to then as a humanity collectively look back and experience the jewels, the precious jewels of the shapes of the light that we assisted in bringing out by just being here in this physical world. We're going to bask and revel and looking and experiencing and learning from all those configurations of light, which produce all those unique moments that's going to teach us, we're going to forever, forever learn new things about each particular shape of light that created each particular moment throughout all history. And what's going to happen is, this is very deep now, the eternality of our reward is that each of these unique moments have a relationship with each every other one, such that whatever happened 4,000 years ago on a random Tuesday has something to do with right now, has something to do with right now. And whatever happened five years ago on some random moment, not random, but to us seems random, whatever happened five years ago has something extremely importantly linked to whatever happened 500 years ago. Every moment is extremely linked with every other moment, but we have no idea how. And what's gonna happen is, is that at the end of time, all these moments that we participated in bringing out by standing in the challenge of this physical world that's constantly being burned up, all of these moments that we pulled out and pulled out the unique shape of the divine light, so to speak, we didn't pull out, Hashem did it, but, but somehow we, he, he, the verse says, you, I can't remember the Hebrew, but like, Hashem, you are so kind because you give a man his reward as if he did it. Hashem says, because you stood in the challenge of being in the physical world that's constantly being destroyed, I will give you every unique expression of light that made those physical states as if you made them. That's a whole nother topic. That's a whole nother topic. But the, the eternal reward that we're looking forward to is that once all these moments for 6,000 years have been expressed, every single one has come out, then 
everything goes back up and all the moments that the light came down, it took on a certain shape, it pushed out a certain physical configuration, and then the light immediately went back up because we need to bring down a new shape of light to make the next moment. But when the prior shape of light went up, it's stored, it's saved. And each moment is stored and saved. And when all this is over, all of the souls are going to go back to the source where all these lights went back up to and we're going to look and gaze at all of them and marvel and understanding the deep interconnections of every single particle of light so to speak how it was related to every other particle of light how how this little particle of divine light that made a flower over there in Paris in 1820 it was related to this tiny little particle of light that made a cow in India in the year 100. And everything is connected like that. And the eternal reward is that once all these moments have been brought out, we're going to sit and bask in the endless revelation of the miracle, beyond miracle, the, 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 the deepest thing we can possibly grasp as creations, as not Hashem, is to constantly sit and bask in new understandings of the interrelationships between everything people ever went through in 6,000 years. Amen. And then just one last very important thing to add to that is this all explains why we do Torah and mitzvot, why we study Hashem's wisdom and do the deeds that He tells us to do. Because when you stand in a unique moment and you do the mitzvah, that is assigned to that moment because every moment has a unique mitzvah for it. If the moment is the mitzvah is to pray in this moment, you're supposed to do it. If the moment is you're supposed to learn Torah in this moment, you're supposed to do it. If the mitzvah is that in this moment you're supposed to work and be honest in that moment, you're supposed to do it then. We have free will to do the mitzvah for that moment that was assigned from the beginning of time that this moment would need that mitzvah or God forbid we can choose not to. When we do the mitzvah in that moment, we bring down the light of the creator, that particular shape of light that's unique for that moment, and we pull it down and we manifest a moment in the elevated way, in the elevated way. <clears throat> and we thereby, so to speak, really earn that moment. But if God forbid we don't, and we don't do the mitzvah that's supposed to be done in that moment, and instead, God forbid, we either don't do the mitzvah or we basically do a sin in that moment, God forbid, the moment that was supposed to be pulled out and expressed and manifested remains broken. The opportunity was lost. And what happens is either we can do teshuva and that when you do teshuva, so, you know, let's say a person messed up last year at some point or <clears throat> let's, let's not get confused because we do teshuva every Yom Kippur every year, but let's say a person messed up two weeks ago. So Hashem gives him time to say, if he does teshuva soon enough, that Hashem will somehow change the reality that the two weeks ago missed opportunity will be reconsidered, reconfigured as if he manifested the mitzvah he was supposed to. But if he doesn't do teshuva, if he doesn't do repentance, and he just sits and he doesn't do it before he passes away, so what happens is then it says a person can take up more space in the Garden of Eden that his friend left for him because his friend didn't do Teshuvah, so you get that reward instead. Alright, that's a whole other thing. Anyway, that's Rashem.